The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Tuesday, August 30th, 2022, season 18, episode number 22. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We are presented by Miller Lite, which is the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is cut day. Cowboys and the rest of the NFL have to get down to 53-man rosters. There will be a lot of player movement happening uh, throughout today and really throughout the next couple of days because teams will will kind of be refining their their rosters over the next few days. Uh, so just a lot to do, a lot to follow. You guys, make sure you stay tuned to DallasCowboys.com. We'll have the latest on it. I want to say we're going to spend this show talking about cuts. I want to say before we get into that, though, um, I know it will sound at parts of this show like we're just kind of moving pieces. But what I don't want to get lost for the fans out there is these are not just pieces. These are human beings. And so there are a lot of human beings that will be losing their jobs today. There are a lot of human beings that will, for some of them, the dreams that they've had for a very long time in their lives will come to an end today. I don't want that to be lost, and I want everyone to know that, that as we talk about it, I know that we will be talking about cuts in a very uh, robotic way, but understand that we understand and appreciate there is more to this, and there are human humans that are involved in this, uh, and I just wanted to make that clear as we got started today on our show. All right, so let's jump in. Let's talk about the 53-man roster. Uh, what I want to do, I'm going to go through here, and I'm going to lay out the position and the players that are still kind of there. Uh, I know there are lots of reports that are already surfacing. There's not been an official statement on the Cowboys on specific players that have been cut uh, today, uh, but we'll talk about these players, uh, and I'll, I want to hear from you guys uh, which guys you know are making it, and then which guys you think may or may not, and which way you would go with regards to those players. All right? So let's start first with the quarterback position. Obviously, Dak Prescott will be here. Cooper Rush, Will Greer are the two guys that are kind of volleying for that backup role. What do you think happens at the end of the day? It's really not about the end of the day. It's also about the end of tomorrow as yep. well. I mean, that that's what's so weird about this. Um, I think... I you know I get the sense it's going to be one quarterback probably at the end of the day here and they may go into the season that way you know the the NFL rules state you can bring guys up from the practice squad three different times so I think they're so close and I don't know if anyone else in the league wants these two so I I wouldn't be surprised I know we're kind of all hearing things I think it's going to be one quarterback and then they're going to take their chances and knowing that if somebody wants these two guys then they're screwed, I guess, but I mean, they're, they're hoping that none of these guys play at all. Do you have a name? Huh? What's the name? Dak Prescott. Behind Dak. That's it. That's the quarterback that will be on this team today. He's going to manipulate the roster. And and actually, the Cowboys are really good at doing this, by the way. They, they, they do a good job of kind of understanding where the rules are maybe a little gray and saying, okay, well, if you're going to let us do this then we'll figure out another way to handle it this way. Should we explain that? Yeah, yeah. explain bit. that a little bit more. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, no, I that's – you do it. See, this is where, yeah. this is where to me, when, when you – and this is what I was going to jump in and say. When you do the discussion about today's cuts, it will make your head hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
where you need to think about this team is how it's going to look at Tampa. And that's what we're talking about here. Let's be clear. Yeah, because to me, there's so much roster manipulation going on right now. And again, the the rules about the practice squad is, you know, because of what we had in the COVID situations, Mm -hmm. the COVID seasons allowed – a, a larger practice squad. And so what it did was it gave you the flexibility to move players up and down and even veteran players. Veteran players. There were players that were never eligible for practice squads because of years of service or number of games played. So you were always kind of like, okay, we can't put this guy on. We can't. But then COVID came along and 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 you know, they had to figure out ways to help the teams. And the team said, "Listen, we like the way you're helping us right now. And, you know, so they put in those those triggers to be able to bring guys back and forth on these rosters. So if you really think about it, you could probably have a 56-man roster. Mm-hmm. If, you, you know, if you have 53 guys and there's maybe three that you're going to just yo-yo back and forth like Nick was talking mm-hmm. about. I think it's well put. And I think the Cowboys have figured out that about the, the, the quarterback situation. It's a little bit of a dicey when you start talking about quarterbacks. Because if we go back through the history of Cowboy players claimed, and I know Nick has got the best memory when it comes to this, Matt Moore, right? So they tried to sneak Matt Moore through waivers, and Carolina said, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that to us today. We're going to take that player. So, yeah, I think that it's one of those things where you have to be careful at that position, especially when you have a league that has injuries at quarterbacks at a lot. Now, we'll see because Will Greer came from Carolina. So is Will Greer one of those guys that they, if you put Will Greer on the street, you know, is Will Greer going to be a guy that you're no longer going to have because of, you know, and like I say, neither quarterback, if you can evaluate really what happened at the backup quarterback spot this year for the Cowboys – you need to be scouting in the National Football League because that that was that was kind of a that was that was tough there. I well, mean, I'm st- I mean, I know we're about to find out some the full answers to everything very soon, but still, since we're on topic of quarterback and we already saw all the preseason games, I just want to get your input because I'm still very much confused at the quarterback situation. Yeah, as to how they handled the preseason, what we got to see. Yeah. What we didn't get to see, in a way, and, and what you guys are kind of preferring this, right now, this as far is, as yeah, and, and, those two guys. And you're absolutely right. This is this is where me personally, where I see it. Okay, when I did my 53 man roster for week one, I kept Will Greer, and I kept Will Greer because I feel like you can run the offense better with Will Greer. Now. Cooper Rush, people say, Brian, Cooper Rush went mm-hmm. to Minneapolis. He won a game in a tough environment. They beat, you know, I'll that, say that, that. that. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm people. Yeah. That's see, what I would say. Yeah. See, that's the argument you say. And so, but if you look at maybe the way that Kellen Moore, how much can you run the complete offense through Cooper Rush? Or do you want to be able to, with the offensive line the way it is, have the mobility of the quarterback? to be able to move in and out of the pocket if something were to happen to Dak. That's the only reason I put Will Greer on, because I felt like I've seen Cooper Rush, seen Cooper Rush win a game, which should help me a ton, but I also feel like, man, with this offensive line, I probably need to figure out something here. I would let – this sounds crazy, but I would, I, I would let Dak have a lot of input on this as well, not the entire input, but, I mean, think about – what the job is we're talking about who plays and that's very important 
you're hoping he's just the backup quarterback. And the backup quarterback is another set of eyes on the sideline that that sees you know what Dak is seeing and can help him that way. And Cooper Rush has been there with Dak for so long. I'm not saying Will Greer wouldn't do it and all that stuff, but I just think you know who who is Dak comfortable with as well if it's this close. And it apparently it is. Yeah. And and to go back on what he was uh, what we were talking about with the rules, I don't know if they will do this, but theoretically they could go six weeks into the season. And almost like whoever has the best week of practice yeah. is going to is going to get called up on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it could just be, alternate them each yeah, week. Yeah. So three times you move them up, move them down, and then they can do that for a while, and then they're going to have to make a decision. And by then, who knows what the roster looks like at that point? Yeah. And who knows how they play if they get to play and 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 what happens? And someone might try to take them, and they can. Yeah. You know, it's it's and that this may not be the only position they do that at. Yeah. And talking about roster manipulation and all those things. We've seen some reports that have just recently come out about a few of those types of moves. Todd Archer, a friend of, of ours, mm-hmm. uh, he, he put out that uh, that the Cowboys have released kicker Brett Maher, yeah. uh, long snapper Jake McQuaid, and special teamer C.J. Goodwin, but all are expected to be back All right vested now. veterans. Exactly, all vested veterans. It goes back to what they you guys are talking about here. don't go through waivers. Right. right, this is the way to be able to kind of manipulate things to because you got those spots, you got those, those guys that are injured that you're going to need to put on IR. You need to get those spots. You need to get yeah. them through uh, in order to do that. There was a time where veterans did get put on waivers, the final cut, mm-hmm. and then through all the negotiations and stuff with collective bargaining and things like that, they said, no, we can't allow that anymore. One other quick note, uh, Michael Gelkin is reporting that uh, that Will Greer has been cut. Uh, so we'll see if there yeah. follows up with uh, Cooper Rush also being cut and maybe they go the route of what you guys are saying or if they decided, hey, He's our Cooper Rush is our backup. We're going to keep him on the roster. That'll be something that we'll see how that develops over the next couple of days as well. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about the running back position. Obviously, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard will be here. Uh, the expectation at this point, based upon some of the reports we're seeing, is that Rico Dottle will be as well because it sounds like Malik Davis uh, may have been released at this point. What are your thoughts there? As you look at what's happened during the, the preseason and, and during training camp with Malik Davis and Rico Dottle, would it be the right decision for you if it, in fact, ends up that Rico Dowdle is the guy that they choose to be the third running back? Wouldn't be my preference. My preference would be Malik Davis. I, I like the the strength that he has. I like how he moves the pile. I like how he ran behind second and third team line. And I'm not. And Rico Dowdle did a pretty good job as well. I think that he doesn't. To me, Rico doesn't have this any like special trait that like I don't feel like I can get somewhere else. I think he's very solid, but I think there's there's something about Malik Davis and the power that he runs. I, I'd hate to to see him go, and I I don't think he'll get he'll get through waivers. Well, one thing I liked about him is that he gave you a little bit more on the passing game. True. Like he had more receiving uh, than than Dowd. So that to me, they were both very close. But that was one little thing that made me put Malik Davis ahead of Dowd. Yeah, I, 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 you know, if you watch Malik Davis play, and boy, you two hit the nail on the head as well. The the thing that that was interesting, he was also the personal protector mm-hmm, on the on the punt team, and so you're starting to look for special teams clues. And you know, they just don't put guys in there as the personal protector if they don't think like that they can do the job. So, um, I, I just that was a tough one. I. Me personally, on my 53, I kept both of them, and I just kept both because thinking that next year you might not have Elliott. Now, you know, it's just a possibility, yeah. and you might not have Pollard. And I just didn't want to start completely over. And I know there's people around the league and fans will say, 
Uh, there's Malik Davis's on everybody's team. Well, okay, if he can run, block, catch, and play <laughs> special teams, okay. If they're, then you probably need to keep those guys if yeah. they're on everybody's team. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- it was really, really, really close. But I, I think you guys are right. I, I just think there was something they identified Malik Davis very early in this drafting campaign. You know, they he was a thirty visit guy, and we were all having to kind of scramble to watch him at Florida, rotated with three other backs. And so he didn't really get the type of work, but you saw when he averaged over five and a half yards a carry, and you're mm-hmm. going, wait a minute, why does this guy not play all the time? Without but, a big run. Too. Yeah, exactly. There's all tough run runs. Here. All yeah. tough runs. And we saw that in training camp. And I you know, I've I've been on my radio show on 105.3. There are teams that have asked me about Malik Davis. Matter of fact, before we went on air, a team texted me about him. So there's interest there. We'll we'll see if in fact he gets through. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the wide receiver position. This is one of the positions I think that's going to be tough from the standpoint of figuring out how many you're going to keep. Number one, but number two, who who will end up staying? Do you have I know we're, yeah. Before we move into that, I'm trying to keep numbers because like we talked about the quarterback. Then you mentioned okay, possibly I'll keep him. Two. Then we talk about the running back. Brian mentions the possibility of keeping two. Well, they got three right now. They got three. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah, but like keeping them two. Yeah. Rico and then uh, uh, Malik, Davis. Malik, Malik Davis. Davis. Yeah. On top of. Yeah, that was my week one stuff. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is like as I'm, because it's easy to say when you're talking about a specific position, but then when you look at all the position, you're like, well, hold on. We can't keep no, yeah. these I'm, many guys. And, so and what, go ahead. Trying to, I'm just saying, like, trying to keep that in mind as we kind of. Yeah, t- today yeah. is today is so crazy because it's the roster is not going to be correct today. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, there will not be a kicker. There will not be a deep snapper. There may be one quarterback. It, they're not, you know, their special teams ace is probably not, is not going to be here, uh, CJ Goodwin. But but they're trying to manipulate the roster. There's guys like Tyron Smith, James Washington. Um, I'm not sure on another. There, there's another injured guy too that's probably going to get going to get put on IR. It was today. I thought maybe McEwen. Maybe be, McEwen was a yeah, thought, but, but they've, like, they've already let, like him, let go. him go. Yeah. Though it sounds like they've sounds let him like go. They've let him unofficially, not officially. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Kelvin Joseph could be a guy that that they put. I don't know how bad the injury they, was. That might be the one because it, it happened with. The tight end here, several. Uh, oh, Rico, yeah, yeah, Rico. It, remember, he he got yeah. a concussion, and then it was like we kept asking questions about it, and it was he, like he was out like a long time that season, that the right? Whole season. The whole, the whole season, season yeah. yeah, whole season, yeah. So I, I, they, I'm just saying that there's there's three or four guys that are going to be on the roster today that they're going to they have to be on for one day so they can get put on IR, and then when that happens, then you'll start seeing the guys back kicker yeah. deep snapper, snapper. Stuff like that. and just to be clear what what we're talking about right now is what we what we're projecting to be the 53 when they go yeah. to play tampa so i know there will be lots of things that will happen today if we say hey we think this guy's not going to be right. here and he gets cut today that doesn't mean we think he won't get cut today it means that once it's all settled yeah. this I'll, guy I'll, will be I'll, on the yeah. team i'll play your game yeah lamb gallup brown noah tolbert Vahoko, and turpin i went six wide wait wait tell me that again she said lamb gallup Noah Brown, Brown. Tolbert, Fajoko, and Turpin. Is I went six. Okay, gotcha. So what? I didn't do. I took Dennis, Dennis Smith, Houston. Uh, Dennis Houston off. Do you think they will? 
See, that's what I'm saying. They seem to be in love with that guy. hear what Jerry said on the radio on 105.3 this morning? He said, what I like about our young receivers is uh-huh. that they, they run where they're supposed to be. And that's the one thing about Dennis Houston. He yeah. hasn't made a ton of plays. He's made some. But he has good route running. I think He gets I, there. I think what he popped on our radar was because he was the one lining up a lot in the first See, team. See, that's, that's where like I was making all these That's what plays. I'm saying. Nobody of the wide receivers got more of an opportunity to seal their fate. Now you could tell Brandon me that, Smith is a better receiver than Dennis Houston, in my opinion. Brandon Smith. See, that's what. But Brandon sounds Smith, like he's already been. Yeah, I know. See, Brandon Smith has the holding call at the point of attack, and then he had a chance on a third and long to just kind of just seal, oh, see, make I that. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. To me, I look at Houston, and if I'm short on spots, if I, you know, but we'll see. I just kind of felt like that, like for a guy that had all that opportunity, you know, why did he not shine like uh, Noah Brown or those guys, you know, stepping up? If you took the jersey numbers off of these guys like McCarthy did for that one practice, if you just watched all season long, would Jalen Tolbert be in the top six? I don't see. That's what I'm saying. That's a protect. That's a protect. It's a third round pick. I get it. But I'm just like, has he? I thought he practiced better once they've gotten home. Yeah. That part of it, I think, has has gotten better, and so th- th- it's tough because he, Tolbert hasn't, and, and Brown and 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 Houston. I mean, those are two guys. They talk about young receivers, and maybe Jerry's talking about Brown, who's not a young guy. Maybe he's talking about Tolbert, which I kind of heard that maybe there was some some questions about that lining up and things. So he, Hoko, the uh, thing about Tolbert, the reason why I mentioned that, he's on the team. He may not be active though for the game. He yeah. may not be a guy that you trust yeah. to put out there. I don't think yeah. he's the punter. I would, I would like. Is that a the expectation going into this year was? Yeah. With all of what they needed at wide receiver, man, you spend a second day pick on a guy. The expectation is he's going to be able to contribute, hey, right? Of course. Let's say this though: we've watched a lot of football. I know you guys play fantasy football and stuff, so you know all the receivers in the league. The learning curve for young receivers has gotten a lot smaller. Yeah. The expectations of. True third, fourth, fifth round guy jumping in there and playing and being productive is it used to be, hey, first round receiver, 46 catches, 893 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. Well the you, fact you is- could add you could that was the that was the line score. Now it's it's 78 catches and you know, yeah, yeah it, that's what we've seen now from these receivers, the young guys. So yeah, the ex- expectations for Tolbert were, were pretty high. Yeah, these guys are playing football year round. Yeah. Like there is flag football and seven like on seven. seven on seven. Like they're they're playing year round now. It is not especially receivers and quarterbacks. They're yeah. doing that all the time. And so the expectation is you ought to come in the league a little more prepared. And I think that's why you're seeing more receivers come into the league better prepared. You know, let me say this though. If if six guy if six receivers are on the roster and Turpin is one of them, yep. then Gallup is is your inactive receiver. Yep. Obviously for, for the week first one, game. week one, week unless, one. Unless unless is this game the Super Bowl? <laughs> no, it's not. And Jerry made that clear that if it was, then you would expect if it was. Guy I, back. You know what? I I kind of think said, well, if this was the Super Bowl. Gallup he'd playing. be playing. I'm taking yeah. the NASCAR approach here that they run the Daytona 500 as the first race. Yeah. This is my Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's go. If they win this game, they beat Tom Brady. It's going to feel like the Super Bowl around here. It is will it? absolutely will. Oh yeah. I don't know. Yeah, beating beating the Bucks, beating beating Tom Brady. Starting the See, season one and zero. I mean, yeah, it'd be it'll be a huge. I feel huge win. I, I do. T- I agree with that. I just I think that there are a lot of fans out there. At least the ones I've been watching on Twitter, 
that are very, very pessimistic about. They think this, this thing's starting so to win too. I don't care. I don't care. No, I'm saying even oh, if the Cowboys yeah. get off to a hot start, I yeah. think there will be a lot of people out there that'll be like, "Show it to me in December." Well, right. That's, Show it to me in January. Oh, yeah. Like, I yeah, think there are a lot of people that are very. I, I hear you. I just, I, I, I it's a. Di- I, I sense there's a different feeling among yeah, a lot yeah, of fans it, out it there. It sucks now. It, it does. It, it, it really sucks does. because what the, the thing is is when you ask someone. Anybody, ask them in the media, do you think this is a good football team? They were like, uh, yeah, maybe. And you're like, you think this team will win the Super Bowl? No, 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 no. So then it's like, well, it doesn't matter. Because right now there's a number attached to this to this season, yeah. and it's 27. That's how many years since they've won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And next year, probably 28, 29. And that, that's the only thing. It's, so it's not like, that was a good year, this... man. 11 and 5, good year. Or 11 and 6, they don't care. You got to win the Super Bowl. And that's and this team probably won't because I don't think they're good enough. I don't think they're deep enough to do that. You know, it's so funny about that what you're saying though. This NFC is for the taking though. If you think about it, it is. It really is because you know San Francisco. San Francisco was going to start that young quarterback out there. You know that that there. That's the thing that people think might be holding them back. That's why they did the Garoppolo deal. Yeah. So I, I feel like look what happened with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Loses his best receiver out there. You know, there, there, there's people that really do believe that if you could string some things together, this NFC conference is for the taking, if you can do that. Do you guys, uh, is there an agreement here that that, <laughs> that they're going to keep six, and the six are Lamb, Gallup, Tolbert, Turpin, uh, Fajelko, and Brown? That's I, me. I, I haven't, we haven't seen Dennis Houston's name anywhere on, on reports yet, I, that, that I've seen. Do you yeah. think so they'll maybe keep, it's do you seven. think they'll keep seven, or yeah. do you think that one of those guys that I mentioned, you're like, I think they're probably going to be out. Well, I think they might keep seven, honestly. Yeah. I kind of think this so too. case, yeah. Uh, Jerry said this morning though he's going longer on and I on defensive I, guys, yeah. See, but I'm thinking that Jerry's thinking week one. Yeah. I'm not thinking Jer- Jerry. Jerry's looking at the week one, not the chaos that Nick and Amber and you have talked about. That's going to happen today where your team is going to yeah. look funny. Mm-hmm. I think Jerry's thinking, because when I did my 53, I had 23 offensive players and 26 defensive players. With four specialists. Yeah, I thought the same way. Yeah, I kind of thought, you know, the same type of manipulate. But to get to the end, I was thinking, okay, well, who's done it for me? Who's shown they should be on this 53? And and that's probably right if you just look at today. I mean, today you got a a quarterback – Three running backs, there's four. Seven receivers, let's say, that's 11. Three tight ends is 14. And nine defensive offensive linemen is 23. Yeah, yeah. So even if it's 10, it's 24. And that's still going to be lighter than the yeah. defensive side. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll talk about the tight end and the offensive line, which I think the offensive line uh, is an area where we can, uh, we can spend some time. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. 
the Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Whether you're watching at home, sharing in the stands, Essler Lenses will help you see every exciting play. Book an appointment now at your local Essler experts. Find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more with Essler. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Uh, we're presented by Miller Lite, and this segment particularly is presented by blockchain.com. Uh, let's jump back in. We're talking about the roster. We've already talked about quarterback, running back, wide receiver. Let's get to tight end. I think this is a pretty quick conversation. Sounds like the Cowboys, again, have made a move there. Again, none of this is official, but there are reports that Sean McCune uh, will be released or has been released, and uh, and then there are the three that are left, Dalton Schultz, Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. I got one right. Is this the right? <laughs> is this the right move in yeah, your opinion? Yes, I, I think so. Absolutely. And and you know Ferguson has done a great job. Uh, and then Hendershot. I made it a point watching the All 22. It's not perfect with him as a blocker, but you look at the toughness that he plays with. I I was super super impressed with him. I think they got this right with Schultz and Ferguson and him uh, on being on those three guys. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to the offensive line. Let's start at offensive tackle. Obviously, Tyron Smith will initially be on the roster. He will be moved to IR. Then you've got Terrence Steele, Tyler Smith, who Jerry uh, all but confirmed this morning. Stephen had kind of made it clear. I think the expectation from the organization is that he is going to be their starting left tackle uh, when the season begins. Uh, You've got Matt Willetsko who has come back from injury. Amazing. Played pretty well uh, in, in after his return. Wasn't I mean, playing well before, before he left. Yeah. That all being considered, you also have Josh Ball sitting there. Do you think they keep both of those guys, or do you think at this point, based on numbers, they may need to only keep one? I keep both, but... Yeah, you... Ha- I mean, this is where you can go light. This is the one spot you definitely can go light. You can go AG. take another spot from somewhere else, but this is the place where you definitely need – I mean, you got guys, even Tyler Smith, he's expected to be back. He's expected to be okay, but what's to say he's not going to sprain it again or mm-hmm. something else or another player? This is an area where year after year, I mean, um, with the difference of last year, they didn't have many – 
injuries on the O-line overall last year, but history shows that even the backup guys, they tend to get banged up. Some, somehow they have to miss a game. So I would keep all of those guys. Do they need more than four? I'll tell you what, I like what she did, though. She's exactly right. That's the hardest position to find when you're out there scurrying around looking at waiver wires and stuff. And you almost have to trade for these guys. And I know on my radio show, I get to name a lot of names here. I don't get the name, you know, because of the situation. But, but yeah, she's right about that. You got to keep ball. You got to keep, well, let's go. Well, let's go was amazing to me because he didn't practice at all during training mm-hmm. camp. Then all of a sudden he comes in and, and, and gets, you know, plays in that game and, and looks really, really good. You know, it looks good at it, handles the position well. Uh, yeah, this is one of those things I think after week one, you're probably going to look at a veteran guy because you don't have to guarantee contracts. So keep it, keep an eye on some of those names out there. With that being said, let's assume that they do look at, at bringing in a vet. Do you think they bring in a vet in addition to these four and add to it so you now have five, or do you think they bring in a vet and one of these guys goes? I think they. I think that they bring in the vet and they cut it from another position. I'm with Got AG. So you keep the five. Keep the five and 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 have Tyron exactly. Ohio. Just you know, if you have to redshirt, you redshirted Ball last year basically, so he didn't play at all. Well, let's go. I mean, to me, if you gave me Ball has played better on the right side than he did the left side. So maybe what you have is Ball and well, let's go, mm-hmm. kind of manning that right side, and then the veteran guy you bring in is the left side guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I would consider right there. Okay, uh, let's move on to the guard position. So, for the, if if there is indeed a trade, when are you expecting this to kind of happen? If it's a trade, it's gonna it's gonna have to be down, going down before this afternoon, in my opinion. Yeah, that 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 that. No, unless well, I say that because you're trying to get the thing to fifty three. You know, there might be a trade tomorrow. Might, someone might have kept a guy and like, okay, we'll just go ahead and move on from him. That kind of thing. So there's still that manipulation, but I think you'd probably want to do a trade today if you could. Right. Nick, are you hearing anything on, on there? I know you work in the, I'm working kind a of little working bit. there uh, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not not. I mean, I think I think they are. Uh, they're working on a trade right now. The reason why all these cuts and and we do this show, people watch the shows at different times, and so a lot of times I'm sure they're like, "Sorry, this news has been out here. It's 11:30 Central Time here, so three o'clock is the deadline." Um, there's a lot of cuts that have been reported, and and they haven't been turned into the league yet. Right. And I think don't put it past the Cowboys or any team really. There might this might be on purpose. You know, Malik Davis is going to be released. Is is what's out there. Well, somebody might like him, and they're sitting like, well, we were pretty good last year, and we're not going to have any chance of claiming him. So, wait a second. Let's trade for him. Let's trade for him. Yeah. You know. So. The, the fact that these are being floated so they out. May have, is, they, what you're saying is they may have already told the player, hey, we're thinking we might move on or yeah. we might just we might be trying to get you back to our practice squad, but because they haven't turned in, nothing's binding. Nothing, nothing yeah. yeah. So, so Not till 3 o'clock today, right. yeah. So yeah. let's say there's a team that, that, you know, that's that's sitting last on the – or, you know, at the very – at the bottom of the claiming order, but they need a running back, and I really like this guy. And they're like, well, I'm sure these four or five teams are going to take him if they need one too – so you know what? We'll throw a seventh round pick for him. I mean, it happens. It happens, and also there's some other other guys, defensive linemen. I mean, that's so heavy. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of defensive linemen getting announced as getting cut. So I think there's going to be some trades that they're trying to figure out here at the last minute. You know, the interesting part about that is you might say, well, would it be bad for them to kind of tell the player that beforehand? Because then it kind of lets them know and lets other teams know they're going to release them. It actually could work in the Cowboys' favor. Good. Basically what it does, it advertises to them, we're willing to make a deal here yeah. for this player, 
and and they may be like, hey, we're farther down the like you said, yeah. we're farther down the claiming priority on on waiver wire. So we'll we'll go ahead and, and give you a pick to make sure we don't have because we don't think he'll get to us anyway. Right. So it almost gives you a whopper, opportunity to kind of just get it out there. There's, there's a yeah. lot of games going on. Oh here. yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this yeah. is a roster game the roster game. manipulation is yeah. a whole segment unto itself. Uh, probably more than we could talk about on an hour long show. Uh, all right, let's let's go down. Obviously, the the guard in the center position to me are just pretty much set. I mean, you've got Zach Bard and Connor McGovern as your guards. you got Tyler Biotis. you got Matt Farniak, who will be your backup at both center and guard. Yeah. Everybody agree there? Those yeah, that's who I players. have. Yep, absolutely. All right, so you got basically we're, we're thinking by the time they get to the 53-man roster that's established next week, there will be five tackles, there will be four interior offensive linemen, and you're working with a, a nine-man yeah. offensive line. Right. All right, cool. Wait, wait, hold on. Who, who, who are your five tackles again? Well, we said the well, ones that are on there. You got you Smith, trade. you got Steele, well, let's go, Josh Ball, and then bringing in a veteran. One. Yeah. 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 That's they, maybe after week one. If, right. if you're going for a veteran guy, then, you know, because you don't want to, you just don't want that salary to have to be on your and, books the whole year. And Jerry today on the on the radio had a chance. They were moving on to another question, and he, he cut cut them off and said he wanted to reiterate that he t- firmly believes that Tyron Smith will be back for the meat of the schedule right after Thanksgiving. Yeah, December, yeah. So, I mean, this is not a, a – and that – now, Jerry's always been the most Extremely optim- optimistic, uh, yes. optimistic person yeah. ever. Um, there are other players in the league right now that have this injury that they are uh, – they're on IR, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, whatever. But, but you know, this is this is what they're, what they're thinking. So – We'll we'll see what happens. If yeah. there's anyone that could do it, it probably could be Tyron. I will tell you this: the one thing that I, that kind of made me raise my eyebrow when he said that, though, was that would be an interesting situation. Because I let's would assume, love for let, this. It is, but but the thing is, Tyler let's Smith's assume good. let's assume yeah. let's assume that they're actually good enough to where they're in the mix in December. That would mean most likely that your tackle's playing pretty good. Yeah. What do you do at that point? Do they you pull the young guy? Like, is they, this is this a situation like no. Dak Prescott and Tony Romo where yeah. you stick with the hot hand, or do you throw the vet back in there? Like there, that could be a very interesting situation if you're in the meet. Like, and then the question becomes the flip side of that. Let's assume you're not really in the mix. Let's assume that things have fallen off the map. Keep playing. At that point, you want to maybe keep playing him because you're getting him experience. So, either way, I wonder. Even though he may come back in December. Will they actually well, want to kind of happen? I mean, not to compare Tyron Smith with any other player, yeah. but they did that when Lyle Collins was coming back mm-hmm. was coming back into the mix. And to me, that's the moment where everything started falling apart for that season last year, where the O line just started not playing as good. Terrence Steele kind of went down the drain, and he was doing good. But then you decided to plug in your veteran guy that's been here for a while. No. Thank you. Already got a preview of that last year. We're good. I know it's Tyron Smith, but if the tackle is playing that well to where that's even a discussion, you stick with it. If they're winning games with Tyler Smith. Why are you shaking your head? You know, I'm laughing there. at this scenario. Not, not at what you said. I'm laughing at the, the whole scenario. Yeah. Of just, just think about what we're really saying here. Yeah. What we're really saying is. This might be to a point where we can't get Tyron Smith on the field. You know, <laughs> that's that's just so weird. And if that's the, if that's, that's the crazy case, is what it is. Man, no, I would love that. This is what happens, though. That is crazy. They they plan to move on from Tyron Smith, and it happened sooner yeah. than later. So now, moving on from him, if if in fact Tyler Smith handles the job, does well, 
limits his penalties. They're effective throwing the ball, running the football. Your team's winning. We've seen the last of Tyron Smith as a Dallas Cowboy. I'll make that prediction. Because I, I just, to me, you can't let him continue to hold you hostage. They've already made the determination that they were going, they've got his replacement. They think they, and if he works out to how you think he's going to play, then I think you've seen the last of, of, of Tyron Smith on this I, this team. I just, and Ty, Tyler Smith could be playing really well, but they could be in a situation where the left guard or the center, there's always an issue there. That, well, you know, Farniox now is taking some some starts this year, and maybe McGovern moves the center. I mean, I just don't see a scenario, even if Tyler Smith is all rookie, rookie of the year candidate, I don't see a scenario where somewhere Ty, Tyron Smith, a healthy can't Tyron play. Smith can't play. Now, I agree. You know, the next year with his contract and all that, like that writing's probably on the wall. Well, I do think part of that also could be, yeah, if if you really really need him, it's kind of like what Jerry said with with Gallup, right? If you really really need him, you might be able to get him back at the beginning of December. But prudently, you'd say, hey, he probably needs more till January. Like that may be more of the calculation if you don't need him at yeah. that moment. Like if you literally are your left tackle's playing really good football, then you might be like, hey, there's no need to rush him back. We yeah. don't need to rush him back because if, we're okay there. If the team is struggling, I keep playing Tyler Smith. Yeah. yeah, I just keep playing him, and you know, and and hope that nothing happens with the quarterback or anything like that, or any of the running backs or anything like that. But. You know they they made they made the determination that they were going to draft a future replacement for Tyron Smith. And if this kid's playing well, I see no reason for them going back. They just just keep going. And you know we hey we this thing worked out for the best. You know they they, they we we thought doom and gloom when they put uh, Terrence Steele at right tackle. Mm-hmm. I know I did. And they won a lot of football games with him playing at right tackle. So, you know, and it, it, it moved on from Lyle Collins. You know, Lyle Collins moved on from himself, but, you know, he, he sure helped the team's decision. Yeah, I just I think it will be a very, very interesting thing to follow in December. Exactly where Tyron Smith is, number one. And number two, where are they as a team yeah. with regards to bringing him back and what that will mean. You know, I think you'd have to factor in also a guy like Willetsko, who so far has looked very good in, in as a rookie uh, when you put it in relative terms, uh, is he a guy that maybe throughout the course of the season in practice they start saying, man, this guy really has something. Like that also factors in. I think there's so many things. This is a very interesting time for them at the tackle position because they will have a lot of decisions to make here in December once uh, Tyron Smith is healthy. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Let's get on the defense. we got to cut this thing pretty quick. We'll definitely come right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. This did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Brace yourself for an existential question. 
Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. To the break. You get a chance to watch your favorite Dallas Cowboys players, coaches, alumni for the Blue Carpet inaugural season kickoff event. It'll be presented by blockchain.com. It actually went last week here at the start. It's going to air on our uh, social channels and our digital streams at 6 p.m. Thursday night. Get a chance to watch that, and it will be followed by the last episode of the season for deep blue called 91 so six o'clock seven o'clock would be central central time to be able to watch both of those things on dallascowboys.com don't miss it it'll be good all right let's get into the defense let's uh let's figure out how they're going to cut this defense let's start the defensive end position i think defensive end defensive tackle are two positions that for me are the hardest to cut uh and i and you know i'm kind of like just keep all of them (laughs) i don't want to even do it but but they probably will have to cut some of these players uh, there's also reports that we'll get to defensive tackle of one player who may have already been cut. But let's talk about defensive end first. We got Demarcus Lawrence, Dorrance Armstrong, Sam Williams. Uh, to me, those three are you know for sure, right? Mm-hmm. Question becomes the other three, which I think there's for for one of these at least. I have to feel fairly certain Chauncey Golston. I feel fairly certain he's on this team, but I wouldn't be shocked if that's one that they had to move. Mm-hmm. You got Dante Fowler. You got Terrell Basham. Where do you guys go at defensive end? Um. I'm on the phone, seeing if what I can get in return for and which one I, I, the best the best thing I can get. I probably would be okay parting with all of them, even the three I mentioned at first. No, no, no. Oh, those, those three, are okay. Those, yeah, are, those good. are good. You're, in You're talking about three. the other three: Golston, Fowler, or Basham. It would have to be something pretty sweet for for Golston, honestly. I yeah. mean, I, I moved young. on from Basham on yeah. my on my list. I went with five there. I, I just because I think Golston could play defensive tackle mm-hmm. too, and yep. so. You know, I'm just going to go with the rotation, hope for the best that Lawrence's health holds up. Armstrong, I think, is on the, the upswing there. I think uh, with Aiden Durdy as his line coach, I think it's made him a much, much better technical player. Sam Williams is a is fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, he's got to learn how to rush the passer a little bit better because it's just about power right now. Mm-hmm. But once he gets that technique thing down, Fowler, I'm banking on this is my this year's curse that Dan Quinn is going to take a guy and make him a better player again. Mm-hmm. Curse was a guy coming out of college that really nobody wanted, nobody thought he can cover, nobody thought he can really tackle. He was a special teams guy. I'm banking on this is my this is my guy this year to do that. So I moved on from Basham. I I I, I don't I I just didn't have the spot for him, even though he had a, a pretty good camp. And I I I don't think just from what I I agree with you. But I think the Cowboys are going to hang on to him for at least, so. at least for a little so bit. So you think they'll go six? 
I, when it's all said and done. But yeah. There's another guaranteed salary if you carry him through week sure. three, and then yeah. all of a sudden you say, ah, we got to move on. Now it's, you know, Stephen Jones hates to give up veteran money yeah. on that thing. So what, so, so what do we agree? Do we agree five? Do we agree six? I think you're probably going to be right on six. I just went with five because my numbers on some other spots, I had to. And, and I agree. I would go five. I think they'll they'll go six. But, again, yeah. they, they're going to have something. They're trying to figure something out here. They they might see if there's anybody that wants to trade. The, the, the problem about trading, guys, is that is that let's say that you have your five you like and the sixth guy sitting here. Well, the other teams know that, too. When they don't want to trade, they probably want number four on the list. And so that's why you have to say, well, maybe we're going to have to, you know, part ways. But Dante Fowler went two weeks, I think, into, into free agency without signing. So yeah. I don't think teams are really wanting him. You know, I don't think you're going to get anything trade. I think if you're, you're going to get anything with the trade, it would probably have to be Golston. And yeah, I, don't I agree with that. And, and his position flex, I'm keeping him too yeah. young. He was too productive in limited time last year to let go of him. Yep. Agreed. Um, all right, so let's let's assume for a second they're going to keep six. Okay. Right? Let's move on defensive tackle. We've already heard reports that Carlos Watkins may be released. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but you then have Neville Gallimore, Oso Digizua, uh, Tristan Hill, who Jerry talked about on his broadcast this morning with 105.3, the fan, talking about he's a guy that really stood out to him, said. And? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what were you going to say? Uh, and? And Bohanna. But, and Bohanna, yeah. yeah but, okay. but go ahead with yeah. Tristan. Quentin Bohanna was the next guy I was going to mention. And then you also have a guy who they drafted this year, John Ridgway, who by all accounts was pretty decent for him. We'll see if that's something, if that's enough. Maybe he's a guy that's more practice squad. All that being said, how many do you think they keep and who who, who goes, if any? Uh, I think they keep five. Um, but I I would not keep Ridgway. Uh, he, he hasn't. I haven't seen it. So would you bring Carlos Watkins no, back? No, no. I, th- I, um, I haven't seen him. He gets in plenty of fights. He gets in fights. <laughs> We've seen him for sure. <laughs> I've been I've been watching. He's been on my team for two years now, and I haven't seen him do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, now, if he was standing right here, I'd be like, hey, he's the greatest. You know, well, he's Warren Sapp. But uh, no, he's mean. He's nasty. I, I just haven't seen it on the field. And it's, it's, I, I thought well, he had that's some my, moments. That's, my version of, that's my version of Dennis Houston right there. There you go. <laughs> Ridgeway. Yeah, like you, you see him and you're like, and I, I think Nick's right. This is the one where I became a coward when I put my 53 together. Seriously, I was a coward. Because I should have let him go, and I didn't. You didn't. I didn't. Because you're playing the Cowboys game. Because you right. know no, because that they I'm like trying him. to. I'm trying you know to. They like him. Yeah, I'm trying to sit there and think. Of, I'm trying to justify why. You know, and I'm trying to think. Man, I watched you at Arkansas throw guys around. I watched you get off blocks. I know you're not a great pass rusher, but then I'm also watching you stand straight up and get turned and walled and stuff like that. And you know, then Bronson's making more plays yeah. than you inside, and you know he's kind of the same kind of player. And I'm going, why? Is it something that I'm missing here? But yeah, Coward Brian kept Ridgeway, you know, and I'll admit it because I'm a coward. I do think they, I think they value, I think they covet and value the size that he brings. And and so I think that they look at him. I had somebody tell me, though, would they keep two one techniques? Because you could play They said Gallimore. they would or would not? They would not. They, would they not. said, do you think they're really going to keep two one, true one techniques? And that guy goes, who's played, their guy, yeah. who's played better, Bohanna or Ridgeway? Easy. I go, Bohanna. Yeah. He goes, there you go. But Coward you know Brian what? still pick, put Ridgeway <laughs> on there. Brian. You know what he reminds me of, though? He reminds me of, like, um, a bouncer. 
Who? A bouncer. A bouncer. Yeah. At the club. <laughs> He's like, you're not, I don't care. You're not getting At the sweaty hog. And that attitude, that attitude just kind of fits the bike, the, yeah. the bouncer attitude. Yeah. 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 I got it. I don't Sorry. know. He, he re- for some reason, kind of reminds me of like the Antoine Woods when he first got here. Oh, wow. Or like Tristan Hill when he first started out. Like something about like, what he's currently doing, even at practices, what I saw at training camp, it was kind of like similar attitude of what I was seeing from those two guys, two guys that the Cowboys did keep. And now going back to Tristan Hill, that's another guy that not just Jerry Jones and even um, this last game, the home game, I was doing sideline and I got to talk to Osa. And he, I asked him, I'm like, who's the guy, a young guy that, I mean, he's kind of the same age, but... which of these guys have kind of stood out out of the bunch and he mentioned Tristan Hill so that's just and we've been talking about him Mm -hmm. on this show too but he's another he's just it's pretty impressive to see the growth that he's done to the point where you got people all over the department like different departments all over the team just kind of mentioning him so definitely keeping him but then I start thinking okay if there is some kind of trade. Are you pulling an actual one of your guys to push into the trade? And yeah. he is definitely a guy that I think would fit into that kind of combo that you would yeah. be looking to trade for. Well, let's say this. Let's let's stick with four right now. And let's say that they'll keep four. Okay. And let's agree that, that Ridgeway will not be here. Well, Hannah will be here as a and practice Tristan squad. Hill are the backups. Those the two and Golston, Golston yeah. can play. And yeah, Golston, Golston that's play. why I say yeah. four is because Golston's a guy that can flip down and, there and if you need him. Gallimore could play one in the three. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so I think you keep four there. Let's okay. say four for now. Let's go to linebacker. You got Michael Parsons, Leighton Vanderesh, Anthony Barr, uh, Jabril Cox. Question becomes do you keep five, which I think they will. Yeah. Question is which one of those two, Luke Gifford or Devin Harper, who's come along and, and been a guy that, that's looked pretty good at times? I don't have a good read there. I I I don't. I, no. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give the I'm gonna give the vote to Bones Fossil, and I think he's gonna keep Gifford because of best special teams. Yeah. Yep. But the reason they drafted Harper was he to, can to do flat that. run. Yep. I, yeah. I just have a hard time thinking they cut him. I really. I oh, just, I know that's I just don't that's think such a nice him. guy too. Devin Harper. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Yeah. So is Gifford. I mean, I, yeah. I like. Yes, no, yes. I, I know. I, you kind of know what Gifford, Gifford is, though, right? Right. That's the thing. I, I'm. And and the thing about linebacker too, and and this is another thing I wonder. Um, there's different different rules with Damone Clark, like NFI. I, I think he he reverts straight to that. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. He can he can come back. Yes, sir. Later. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Damone Clark. That's the one rule I do know. I feel real old now. <laughs> I haven't been called sir that many times in a row. Certainly not. At <laughs> yes, home. sir. Jeez. Anyway. No, you were right. I was giving you the okay, sir because you're Clark. right. Yeah. Now. Boy, when this guy he comes back, yeah, man, you can you have some big linebackers. You, do. you know the smallest linebacker you've got is is Parsons. He's not, and he's obviously a badass. Yeah, but I'm just saying. I mean, you've got some good size there at the you, linebacker you position, oh, and speed. I mean, Jabril Cox isn't the biggest guy in the world, but man, he's going to fly around. And Curse is kind of a linebacker too. So, all right, 
Okay, so we're now at 43 players, okay. and we still got cornerback and safety to go. Now, I've already added in the four specialists, so we don't have to worry about it, them. Wait, four specialists four being specialists. Goodwin? I mean, Goodwin, okay. fourth specialist. Cool. I didn't right. want to include him with cornerbacks. He's a cool. specialist. All right, so you got That's 10 just, spots here? Yeah. So we got 10 spots that we can use between safety and cornerback. You got, got 11 Trayvon guys. Diggs. Not enough. Wait, you got Trayvon Diggs, you got Anthony Brown, you got Jordan Lewis, you got Deron Bland. Uh, that's four that we we feel okay. pretty certain they'll be here They're at in. corner. Safety, you got Malik Hooker, you got Jaron Curse, um, and then to be honest with you, I think that a lot of other guys are in. I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of those guys might be out, and that would include guys like Donovan Wilson, Marquise Bell, um, okay. Israel Mukwamu, and 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 Wanye Thomas. Can I? Thomas is gone. He's already gone. Yeah. He's, okay. Well, he's, uh, uh, he's unofficially, yeah. unofficially, okay. unofficially. Yeah. All right. Okay. Here's what I'm going to ask you this question. Wright and Joseph at corner, Wilson, McQuamu, Bell. Mm-hmm. Out of those five guys. Who goes? Who goes? Nation Wright, in my opinion. Joseph? My, what's my opinion doing? would be Joseph. Mm. See, here's my thing. I actually think with Nation Wright, it's a, I feel pretty certain I can get him in my practice squad. Yeah, I mean, and he, so for me, and man, so for he me, struggled. But but both him and yeah, Wright and Joseph both. If you tell me who struggled more, it you'd probably say Wright because he's played more. You know, I, where where Joseph was drafted, I have a little less confidence I can get him to my practice squad. There may be a team out there that oh, says, "Oh no, he's those 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 scouting reports out of LSU and Kentucky yeah. weren't great." Yeah. I know, There's I know, but of, I'm still a lot I still of people had him if, off the board. Here's another one. I I. Does Donovan Wilson have to make the team? Well, I, that's why I put, that's that's why why I put, I put his name. That's why I put, I put him, him on the maybe list. I, I, I wouldn't name. be shocked. Honestly, what you saw from Mukwamu right. made you say, hey, maybe that's our, well, maybe that's our third play, best, best safety, and he, Bell is really good, too. So. Well, see, Mukwamu could play safety and corner. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing right there. Wilson, they treated him like he was one of those True. guys that uh, Denver, Nick and I are watching who's yeah, warming up pretty Oh, there he is. We're watching. Oh, he's there he is. Yeah, they treated him like warm he was ups, on this team. Warm-ups yeah. with yeah. the DAC yeah. and CD yeah. and Z yeah. group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was also told, because I kind of threw that out the other day, I was told that in an interview, uh, I forgot exactly what the interview was. I don't even know if it was an interview on camera. It was just meeting with sponsors or meeting with – Dan Quinn was asked to name one guy he's excited about, and he was like Donovan Wilson. Donovan Wilson's a guy that can do a lot of things for us, and so I was like, "Well, so and by the way, that and, and they do they do run that that three safety yeah. defense quite a bit, and he's the one that's out there and he, throughout training he's camp healthy, consistently he's he been plays. out there. Yeah, yeah, he makes turnovers. Yeah. He, he's I, healthy. I, I, they just talked about this morning. Jerry talked about it. They love their safety position yeah. right now. They feel he like top to deep, bottom, yeah. they got a really, really good crew There's, out here. Not necessarily like one standout great player, but they feel like top to bottom, they got a really good They got good 11 group. guys. Yeah. They got 11 guys, and there's only really 10 spots. And I, 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 I kept 11. Donovan Wilson, that was like a badass. Yeah, he, he can play. He will tackle without thinking about it twice. He throws himself in there. He's the kind of guy that no. I definitely want to keep because he ain't scared. He will go out there and do maybe, what he needs okay. to maybe, maybe one of your guys, one of those 11 guys, has an injury. That that can be you can put him on Kelvin. IR and Kelvin has had a concussion yeah and that might be the situation to say all right we're going to put you on IR that's what happened re- to him last year yeah he the the last game the early in the game like the Hamstring. second play of the game it was yeah that that might be and if they do that now they're at their ten got Diggs Brown Lewis Bland Wright and then Hooker Curse Wilson Bell and McQuamu yeah and that now, rounds out your fifty three now but he has to be on the roster. That, 
Well, we know we know they're going to make those. He has to be on the yeah. roster, yeah. right? As Chris Beam saying, he's exactly right. He's got to be on the roster for a day to do that. Yeah. So you know, but but you've got spots. But, Good one. Yeah, they're we are talking. About, yeah. We've cut we've cut all our quarterbacks basically. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're, they've cut, yeah. And that was the other thing we didn't mention. We didn't come back and mention oh, during like, this show. Yeah. There was a report that Cooper Rush has been released unofficially. As well. yeah. So so basically, yeah. you got two both those guys that unofficially yeah. are are being reported to have been released. Yeah. So uh, or going to be released. So. Uh, so, yeah, that, that goes back to what you guys were saying early. Maybe they do decide to go this option of having one quarterback on right. the roster, at least for the first day, to be able to get some of these guys to the practice squad or, or get some of these guys to IR. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back next week. Next week we are uh, starting – no, I'm sorry. We'll be back, back Thursday. Thursday. Yes, we'll be back Thursday. Uh, that will be our final show this week. And then next week we'll start our normal daily shows on Tuesday. Uh, we'll be coming to you every day. Right now it's looking like it's probably going to be an 11 o'clock time slot for us. Uh, we're still wor- wait, waiting to see uh, what the final schedule is. It comes from football for practice and press conferences and all Thursdays that kind of stuff. Thursdays at 10.30, remember? Uh, but, yeah, Thursdays we would go a little bit earlier, maybe 10.30. 10:30. Just yeah. but, this Thursday, 10.30. I'm sorry, this Thursday, 10.30, yes. But we'll, we'll figure all this out. We'll make sure you guys get it. And, like uh, all we'll the be cuts. Forward. We'll, we'll be looking out. forward uh, to being back on the air Thursday to get, to uh, give you our opinions on what happens with the cuts and uh, and if the Cowboys are a little closer to their final 53. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?